Welcome to Positively Leading, the podcast that's all about helping you grow your resilience, leadership and influence. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Howling, and each week we will be diving into a variety of topics related to leadership, communication and personal growth. From feedback and accountability to diversity and inclusion, we'll explore the skills and strategies that you need to become a more effective leader. So whether you are looking to improve your communication skills, build strong relationships with your team, or simply become more confident in your role, join me on this journey of growth and discovery, and let's get positively leading. Hello and welcome to another episode of Positively Leading. I am so grateful that you are here and listening because this is episode 16. I honestly can't quite believe that I've reached this point. It only seems like yesterday that I pressed record for the trailer. And I'm, fingers crossed, I'm hoping that by the time you're listening to this, we'll have gone over 1,000 downloads, which for me, I honestly, I really can't believe it. So thank you so much for listening. Now, today we're going to be exploring something that I've mentioned a lot in the last 15 episodes, something that's foundational and so important, and that is values. More specifically, how to live and lead with and by your values. And in this episode, I will be talking about what are leadership values, what are the benefits of leading with our values, and also what can happen when we don't, how to identify our values, and how to actually lean in and lead with them. And then finally, how to create a value based culture in your team and your school. And I've created a free resource for you about discovering and living from your values. And you'll be able to find it in the show notes, but you can also head over to sarahowling.com forward slash resources. Now, let's get started with the episode. And in thinking about what are leadership values, I could probably actually remove the word leadership from this because values are values. And despite what we might think, we only have one set of values. And if you've been listening for a while, then you will know that I'm a social scientist at heart and also a linguist. So getting clear with the definition and building that shared understanding is always, a, for me, the best jumping off point. And the Oxford English Dictionary defines values as principles or standards of behaviour, one's judgment of what is important in life. And I also love this definition by Richard Barrett. And he says that values are the energetic drivers of our aspirations and our intentions. And both of these definitions spotlight the idea that a value is a way of being or a way of believing, you know, what we hold most important and something that guides us in our thoughts and our actions. So values really aren't something we just talk about or we have or we think about. They're they're literally part of who we are and what we practice intentionally. And if we think about them as being what's most important to us, those energetic drivers, we can see how really understanding values can help you to become even more you, the youiest you you can be. And this links really with being an authentic leader. Now, you might like to head back and listen to episode four if you haven't already done so, because that's about what is authentic leadership and why does it matter? And you can find out a lot more about values and the authenticity in that episode as well. But coming back to values now, I like to think about them as my North Star. 
And you know, I've done quite a lot of values work in leadership and and I've got real clarity on mine and they have helped me so much and still help me so much in both leadership and also in life. And whether that's goal setting, decision making, but also with my health and well-being and so much more. Now, when I have coaching conversations with leaders around the world and, and I ask the question, you know, what are your values? Very often, one of three things happen. First, they share their school's values. Now, this is great. But it's also important to have and be aware of your own set of values too. The second thing is they often talk about their educational philosophy, which includes upwards sometimes of 10 values. They can't necessarily articulate them really clearly. Or they might say, hmm, I've not really thought about that. And all of these answers are okay. You know, for many years, I was like, pah, values, values, you know, I didn't really see the importance of them at, at all. And living into our values requires a lot of reflection and a lot of contemplation. And many of us have never really thought about this or taken the time to do it. But if we think about the benefits of leading from your values and also what can happen when you don't, then we realise actually this is why we might want to go through the process of reflection and exploration. Because there is so much research on values in leadership within education and also and beyond. For example, there's a book, The Leadership Challenge by Kuz and Posner. I don't think I've pronounced their names correctly, but The Leadership Challenge. And again, I'll pop the link in the show notes. And their research showed that people and leaders who know their values and are connected to their values every day feel more connected to themselves and more committed to their work, which helps them to be more effective as leaders and more productive in the work that they do. And Brené Brown's research also found similar and especially those that demonstrate the willingness to be vulnerable and courageous. And they have two core values that they can lean into and draw on, and they became more successful, more wholehearted leaders. So knowing our values can help with making decisions, and they can help with how you show up in a conversation and goal setting and so much more. Now, if I think about my values, my three overarching values are kindness, excellence and learning. And these have helped me center myself in some really challenging conversations. So if I value excellence and I want that for student and staff experience and outcomes, then I have to have conversations where people are not meeting expectations. But if I'm going to go into that conversation with the idea that I'm calling people into a value of excellence and a belief that we can all learn and grow, and I think about how I can have the conversation with kindness and with compassion, then that conversation is likely to be much more positive and productive and impactful for me and also for the other person. So that's just one way that values can show up and support you in leadership. Because when we have clear values, when we know what we stand for, this allows us to be more transparent and build stronger relationships and build trust because we can then show up more consistently. Now, Knowing our values also can help us gain really important insights into what motivates us. You know, why sometimes we might feel a little bit at odds with the world. I mean, have you ever found yourself getting really angry or frustrated by something you see in the news or a decision made by the government or a response that you've, you've read to a social media post? And if you find yourself with a strong response, it could be that a value is being tested there. You might have a value of fairness or integrity or kindness or family. And 
often we don't know, you know, we just find ourselves getting a little bit grumpy or angry or frustrated, those strong emotions. And sometimes if we were to dig a little more deeply, actually it's a value that's being challenged or tested. And then if we come back to think about this from a school leadership perspective, school leaders who lead from a values-based approach are more likely to make better choices based on doing the right thing. And if you do that, your decisions are going to be more transparent and understood because they're rooted in the values of the school leader and the school. And when this happens, you're also likely to build better trusting relationships because the trust is being built from you being seen to live your values. And this can really help to build strong relationships over time and maintain them in challenging times as well. And then also you're more likely to lead from an authentic position if your leadership is coming from your values. And again, this is because you're likely to feel you know, more aligned with your purpose and feel more resilient in times of challenge and change. And also actually more inspired during times of opportunity and growth. So if I just sum up this part, when we live into our values, we feel aligned and happier. And often when we feel off or a little bit wonky, you know, something's not quite right, but we might not be able to put our finger on it. It's often to do with our values because values are about who we are at our core. And Scott Jeffrey says, when the things that you do and the way you behave match your values, life is usually good. You know, you're satisfied and content. But when these don't align with your personal values, that's when things feel wrong. And this can be a real source of unhappiness. And this is why when we're making a conscious effort to identify values, this is why it's so important. So let's head into the next part of the episode, which is where we will think about identifying values. Now, there are many, many different ways to identify your values. And remember, there's a guide for you that you can download for free in the show notes or at sarahallen.com forward slash resources. But here are some suggestions just to get you started. Now, the goal really, first of all, is just to reflect broadly on what matters most to you and see if you can build a list of 10 to 15 words or 10 to 15 values. Don't necessarily think about them as values. Just think about what matters to you most and jot those down and then have a look at them and slowly work to bring that list down to three to five core values or as Brené Brown says, two. I think that's quite difficult to do, actually. But if you have five or ten values, it's going to be really hard sometimes because you might have some of those values in conflict with each other. So a three to five or Brené Brown says two. And if you want to delve a little bit more deeply, one way of uncovering what really matters to you is through what's called the peak experience activity. So this is when you think about a time when you were at your best when you felt really alive, when things were going really well? What was the experience? Why was it a peak moment? How did you feel about it? And then grab a pen and some paper and just free write for seven minutes. Don't overthink it. Don't self-correct. Don't go back and read things that you've just written. Just sit down and let the pen flow across the paper. When you've finished, and as I say, only take about seven minutes or so for it, when you've done this, read through what you've written, grab a highlighter and highlight the words that stand out to you and then start looking for themes. You know, are there shared qualities or common elements and 
and then highlight what feels good for you. So at this point, you've got a big old sheet of paper, you've written down that peak experience and you've got some words that are highlighted. Then consider your responses to the questions. Things like what motivates you? What do you really enjoy doing? What gives you a sense of fulfillment? Equally, what gets you really hot under the collar? You know, what presses those buttons? Think also about the qualities that other people have noticed about you. And again, just look for those themes and those qualities and highlight them. Now, if you're going through both of those activities, both the questions and also the peak experience, you should now have a list of around 10 to 15 words or 10 to 15 values. Then work through them, categorize them. Can you create a list of three to five? So as I say, there's an exercise in the show notes that will help with this, but hopefully you will have a list, a list of values, a list of things that matter a lot to you. But that list is not enough. Don't stop there. It's not enough just to say them. We've got to think about how to live them and how to lead from them. So for each of those values that you've identified, ask yourself, what does it mean to live and lead from these? What would you be doing or saying or thinking? And again, make a list of those behaviours. And think also, what would it look like if you are not living them? For example, if you have a value of courage and you're in a meeting when and something that is said or done that doesn't feel right to you, you know, and you sit by and you don't say anything, then are you leaning in? Are you demonstrating that value of courage? If you were thinking about living and leading into the value of courage, then you would find a way to speak up. And if you find that hard, then you might learn the skills to help you to speak up and be more courageous in those conversations. Or let's say one of your values is diversity. You know, how do you actively drive diversity in recruitment, in decision making? How do you bring about diversity within change process? So really digging into your values like this can help to bring your values to life. But this is really just the start of the work because it's an ongoing process, right, of, of experiencing, of reflecting, of learning. And I talked about this in the last episode, all about the importance of learning for you as a leader and also for your team. And reflection is a really great tool to do this. And if you haven't had a listen to the last episode, episode 15, head back and have a listen, because I do talk about reflection there and there's a tool to do this. But if you're reflecting at the end of the day, see where you were misaligned. Where did you act within your values? Where did you not? What felt good? What didn't feel good? And just start to question, how much am I living my values every day? And then when you've got this awareness, you can then make some changes and take some actions to live even more into your values. And in fact, self-reflection is one of the four principles of values-based leadership. And this is according to Harry Kramer Jr. in his book, Values to Action, The Four Principles of Values-Based Leadership. And the other three, if you're interested, are balance, true self-confidence and genuine humility. And when I'm coaching leaders around the world, it's quite often these principles that show up when people are feeling frustrated or isolated or doubting themselves or they're in conflict with their teams. These four principles of reflection, self-reflection, balance, true self-confidence and genuine humility all lead into or all come together to help you to lead from your values. 
And another thing, well, the last thing within this section really is to think about now you know your values. Think about the school values or your team values. Do they align? Sometimes we might end up working for a school or an organisation that's got different values to our own. And when this happens, it can be really difficult because each day you're in a kind of inner turmoil and in a conflict in terms of how you should act and behave. But equally, you know, that can impact your emotional and your mental well-being. For example, on a bigger scale, if you work in an international school and you have a student first value, but your school is a for profit school, then this at times might be really difficult to reconcile for you. And I know I struggled personally with a lack of alignment of values when I was working in Argentina. So if I have a really strong value of excellence, for me, it's really important to have clarity of strategy, solid plans and structures to help me achieve excellence. That's where I'm at my best, right? Both from skills, experience, but also from values. But this wasn't necessarily a value or a way of working that was shared. And this meant that weekly, if not daily, I was feeling you know, really, I was struggling, thinking I can't work like this. And that became really taxing over time. So think about that. Think about those times when you, know, you are feeling a little bit wonky or feeling tested. Just ask yourself, hmm, is there a value of mine that's being tested or not met here? And then finally today, thinking about how to create a values-based culture with your team or within your school as a whole. So once you've understood your own values and you've understood more how you can use them and live by them every day, start to help your team to figure out their values. You know, you might want to encourage them to reflect on them. You might want to share this exercise that I've gone through today or the show notes, um, the resource guide. But don't tell them what to believe or what to value. There is no should about values. Really allow them to find their own personal values and that they true things that they truly believe in and help them to figure out what that is. Help them to reflect. And knowing this about each other then enables you to become an even stronger team. And then building on that, you might want to consider your team values. You know, what's important to your work together? And even more expansively than your school, your organisation-wide values. But the important thing here is that you have a sh that you have shared values and that you take the time to build a shared understanding of them and that you commit to living them. How do you want to behave as a team, both when you're together and also when you're apart? It's all too common to see value statements on websites or on walls of a school or an organisation, but we need to live them and not just laminate them. And that's why this work to build that shared understanding and shared language is so key. So this means in the same way as for your personal values, you know, digging into what a value looks like when it's being lived and also when it's not. In my last school, we took a, a year of research with focus groups and conversations with a whole school community to determine our core values. And then part of the living, not laminating them process was to explore with staff and with students. And in one exercise, we created a big line and we looked at this line and we said to ourselves, you know, what would it look like if we were living above the line, if we were living this value? And what would it look like if we were below that line? And importantly, what would we do when we see those behaviours? How would we hold each other compassionately accountable for these values that we have agreed together? And these were super powerful exercises that really surfaced beliefs and built shared understanding about how to live our values and not just laminate them. 
Okay, we're coming to the end of today. So as a quick recap, today in the episode, I've explored what are leadership values, what are the benefits of leading with our values, and what can happen when we don't, how to identify values, and then how to identify what that looks like when we are leading with them. And then finally, a few ideas on how to create a value-based culture in your team or your school. So remember, there's a free resource for you to discover and live from your values. And you can find it in the show notes or on sarahowling.com forward slash resources. And until next time, keep on positively leading. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Positively Leading. I hope you found it helpful in your journey to becoming a better leader. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback not only helps me grow, but also helps others discover the podcast and join our community of positive leaders. And if you'd like to work with me, you can head over to sarahowling.com to find out how. Thanks once again for listening. And remember, the world needs more brilliant leaders just like you. So keep on positively leading.